This is Farah. This is Alex. And, and welcome, welcome back. back. This is episode two of season two. Ooh. Two, two. <laughs> hope, you, hope you guys enjoy our first um, recording of the season two. So yeah, welcome back. <laughs> I hope people have been staying safe. I mean, yeah. Well, did you see the Protect Scotland app? No. It's like a track and trace app from the NHS. Uh, Is Scotland. it actually from the NHS? Yes, from NHS Scotland. So it's just in Scotland. So what happens if you're England, in England and you want to use it? Can you use it? No. You need a Scottish flag. <laughs> <laughs> How do, I assume they, will, they must ask your postcode if they want to track you. No, I downloaded the app and it was fine. So what details did they ask from you? Absolutely nothing. Just activate Bluetooth. Activate Bluetooth? Yeah. Like 24-7? Yeah. That's I mean, not going to happen to me. I mean, it should already be on anyway because, I mean... Well, not should, but like most phones just have it on in the background anyway. I turn it off. Weird. Because no, it's not weird because it like, drains my battery because my phone is so oh, old. Yeah. So I had to save every percentage of battery I could, even like 4G as well. So if, it's either like they tracing me or me not having battery both ways, they can't trace me because my Bluetooth will be off. And if it's on, my battery will be dead. <laughs> so I mean, you need to get a choice at the nice whether you want to see, you know, if you've been in contact with someone who's got a virus or have battery life. I mean, you should get an external battery pack. That would be a good idea, but. I do have an external battery pack. So why don't you use it? Because I don't know where I put it. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> I just moved to my new flat and haven't properly unpacked. So it's like a fun thing. Every day you find something new. Not new, but you've forgotten where you put them. Like today I found my belt. I was so happy. <laughs> I forgot. Because I, I made this certain categorization, like this box, what's for, and what box, what's for. But then towards the end, I just put everything in any space that I could find. So here's a whole pile of stuff. I'm going to take that to my new flat. <laughs> I know. And then I was like, trying to like, charge my, um, electric toothbrush. And I could not because I don't know where I put my charger. Oh no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how long it would take for me to unpack. Maybe never. Oh yeah. How many boxes you still have? Oh God, I have like, two boxes and like, three suitcases. Jesus. I know. Three suitcases. Yeah. How many do you have in total? Three suitcases. Just had three suitcases? Yeah, the rest are box. Oh, boxes. it just sounded like you had many suitcases. No, just those three. But yeah, and sometimes I took something out and I don't want to um, work on it. I just put it back in there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I found this, like, body lotion I was looking for. And I was like, oh, I found you. And I was like, actually, I don't know where to put you yet. And I put it back where I found it. <laughs> and now it's lost again. <laughs> lost again. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I, like, I saw this thing two days ago, but no memory where I put it. Jesus. I know. Yeah, that brings us to the main subject of this episode. How, like, in, during lockdown, have you been on social media platforms much? Um, honestly, yes. Um, I've been addicted to it more lately since I'm in a new group of this sharing um, page where people post things that they want to like give away and then if you're quick enough, you can get them. But mostly, most of the time, I'm not. So other people got hold of them. And I kept going on every minute of my time so I can get something for free. Mm. Like, for See- example, like the blender that I wanted that's an interesting... Well, yeah, because you missed it. I mean, you missed out on it twice now, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my God. It's so annoyed. Do but... you want to give a little synopsis? 
So, um, someone posted this like smoothie blender. Um, I mean, I could afford to buy one, but if someone wants to give it away for free, why not? And then this smoothies would always feel better if you get a free one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that taste, a little bit of freeness taste. Freeness taste, yeah. <laughs> so, like this person posted like five minutes ago online, and then in a in a Facebook page, and then it was gone. Like I messaged her, and she said, "Oh, it's already gone within like a minute." And then this morning, I saw someone else giving out a blender, and then I tried to message a person, but it was gone within like a few minutes. I was just about but probably ten minutes late. <laughs> So that's that's what got me addicted to look at this Facebook page every single minute of my life because I don't want to miss that free gift. But early the week, I actually got free 20 hangers. Nice. Ooh, I know. So I don't have to buy hangers. Nice. So yeah, social media has been taking over my life lately because of that reason. Well, it's funny you should say that because, well, I mean, I myself too have then spent quite a lot of time on <laughs> different <laughs> platforms. But um, what's interesting is the way, because if I look at your Facebook and if you look at mine or any other platform, mm-hmm. our experiences are going to be vastly different because well, we're not identical, we're not the same people, we have, don't have the same centres of interest. And it's funny how this experience is tailored to who we are. What do you mean by that? So basically, let's say, oh, you absolutely love cat videos. Mm-hmm. You're going to see more and more and more pop up on your feed. Yeah, I noticed that actually. Like, like for you, your baby group, animals. Yeah, your group is like you spend a lot of time looking through the group. You're gonna see more and more posts of that group on your feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll be annoyed if I don't see more because I will miss certain free things. Exactly. So you, yeah, <laughs> at the start you actively started to look for more, and then it just started popping more and more. On your I feed. noticed that actually. Mm-hmm. Nice on my the main home page of my Facebook. Yeah. Like someone shared something in the group, I'd be like, and I missed it. Mm. I was annoyed. But yeah, how how do they know? that what I like to go or look for in social media. More well, they, as we call them, is more of an algorithm. And it just looks at how long you spend looking at, let's say, cat videos, or how long you spend looking at <laughs> posts on, or how many posts you look in that group, and so on and so on. And with all that information, it creates like a virtual you. That it can... That it can then base off to make recommendations on what you're going to like. And it's just going to make sure that you spend as much time as possible on the platform. Yeah, I think they did the right thing there. Whatever, whatever they did with the algorithm, it just got me into mm. opening Facebook more often than I used to. And because you spend more time on the platform, you know, you're going to look, they're going to start, you know, giving more ads, for example. Yeah, I noticed that. Sometimes yeah. if I was looking for something specific, for example, a new bed sheet, and then I'd be like looking at different like online stores and whatnot and see like the best you could get. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of hours later, those like online shops start appearing on my Facebook feed. But you know why that happens? It, because... But what social media platforms, what their product is, your attention. Yeah, but how do they know what I wanted to buy? Well, that's cookies. That's a different story. So basically, oh. when you visit a website, you get um, little bits of information called cookies. And they follow you around wherever you go. So then Facebook knows that you've visited that website. And then could see, like, it's just a quick transaction between the two sides saying, oh, yeah, do you have an ad that I can pop on the page and it will cost you this much and it will appear for a certain amount of people that already went onto that website. Oh, that's a good business strategy. Well, yeah, because why do you think Facebook is free to you? 
Charity. No, because <laughs> if you're not paying for something in a business, if you're not paying for something, you're going to be the product. Oh, interesting. So we, like me, I'm the product. You, well, not you directly. Your attention is a product. Wow, I never knew my attention could be quantified. Well, because let's say uh, someone puts an ad on a billboard. Right, Only yeah. the people who will take that specific road will see the billboard. Yeah. Whereas if you put an ad targeted to people who have already visited said website or said service, they'll mm-hmm. be more likely to engage with the ad convert more. Do you think people are actually engaging the ad to like this social media platform? I actually just yes. see that. I just I just skim through it. I know because interested. I do. <laughs> oh, do you? So, so yeah. I'll be like, I don't want to know your story. I want to know what my friend's story is. <laughs> Or just scroll. Well, it's not like people's story, but sometimes like, oh, advertising, um, I don't know, a new piece of tech or some kind of software that looks really interesting. I'll have a look, you know, I click on it, read for the website, see what it's all about. Do you? Yeah. Oh, there's one thing creepy. Well, it's not really creepy about the algorithm. Like, I, I like to look for free stuff. Mm-hmm. And then lately in Facebook, I only go on Facebook, um, the ads about perfume and free samples kept coming up and I got loads of free samples good thing I, I think have... you should brag about it because you might not get any more anymore oh my god do they listen to this <laughs> who <laughs> <Hopefully> knows not. <laughs> yeah but I got all the free samples um, delivered because before the COVID you have to go in the store and get free samples of like perfumes but now I think because they everyone don't go to shop anymore or mm. discourage you go and they change their strategy send it to home but yeah and my friends don't know about this because the ad doesn't reach them. The ad reach me because they know I'm constantly looking for exactly. new free samples. I mean, there's ways you can stop that from happening. What? Well, you can, there's... Uh, yeah, what can you do? So there's, uh, for example, there's um, Chrome extensions you can get to stop the tracking so they can't follow you from website to website. Really? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Which already, like, hinders on what kind of ads you're going to get. You can get... Isn't that um, an ad blocker? Yes, but yeah. there's also tracking blockers. I didn't know about a tracking one. I had an ad blocker. Yes, yeah. you can get a good antivirus <laughs> software, uh, to name a few, like Bitdefender and stuff and so on. They've got um, extensions for all the major browsers, which will stop trackers. Stop spying on me. Yeah, basically. And there's a good little website called um, The Social Dilemma. So it's thesocialdilemma.com, okay. all in one word. And they basically, they're a group of people from most big tech giants that we now know, like so the Googles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they came together to make that little website to help us do stuff. Like, for example, we can um, start a conversation about how social media is being used and stuff like that. And Like through this app, you can... Well, it's not really through the app. It's more they'll give you good links to where to places where you can have conversations. Because what oh, happens right. is... So they just direct. Yeah, what happens is it, as it knows how to tailor the feed to you, they can... Start, Reverse it. Well, no, it's not that. It's that they can start changing your how you react to things. They're going to start showing right. stuff that you agree, say, if more posts that you agree with because it will make you stay on the 
you like people who agree with you basically that's true yeah that's so, human nature <laughs> yeah so the way to keep people on the platform longer is to show things that they like yeah things yeah. that they agree with things that they like so if you're an anti-vaxxer not that you should be they're <laughs> going to show you more posts with hocus pocus science that it's going to agree with your opinion or mindset yeah opinion because let's face it it's nothing else but that um <laughs> sorry for being shady but you know <laughs> There was a post this morning, actually, on my Facebook. On your Facebook? Yeah. What? No, no, it's very interesting. It's actually someone who posted a list of chemicals saying, oh, would you want these chemicals in your body, um, you know, injected into your body? And, like, loads of people, you know, responded to it. It's like, oh, my God, it's in vaccines. I don't want it, you know, and stuff like that. And the guy who posted the original post said, really? Because those are all the chemicals found in a common apple. Yeah. Because our bodies are made of made of chemicals anyway. Yeah, but like it, it just shows. Like to me, you see, it, it agrees with my ideas. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. I don't want these chemicals I, in me. Because I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm on the contrary. I'm pro-vaccination. You know, mm-hmm. herd immunity, the good way, not the way that it was promised to us back in February. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> Basically, infect everyone and some will die. But no, that's not a good idea. Do it for vaccination. But um, back to the story. is like that. See, that was tailored to me because it knows that I'm a pro-vaxxer. So showing the stupidity of anti-vaxxers is going to flatter me in a way that I'm just going to engage more with the platform and continue scrolling. Cause yeah, so gonna... it agrees with you. Yeah. Like... And same would go with anti-vaxxers. You know, it's going to show them... Like the the one paper that has been debunked twenty thousand times. Oh yeah, that oh that paper that paper was retracted, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's still online because whatever you post online is gonna stay online forever. Really? I thought you can delete the history hmm, or good retract. luck. <laughs> is it? Oh. Okay. You just need that. that one person who downloads a paper when it comes out and then posts it back up once it's been deleted or retracted. See, people need knowledge, like how to get sources or not. Yes. Like, for example, oh, this, this paper, even though it's been retracted, but because it's still online, people might think it's still valid. But the worst part is it was written in the scientific way, you know, um, hypothesis, <laughs> methods, and then results. Well, yeah, in order to publish in a journal, that's yeah. the structure they need. The only thing is it's hocus-pocus science. But I'm surprised how that passed through peer review. To be published in general in the first place. Who knows what? Probably some... Because <laughs> the, peer, the peers are... They're probably biased. They always do. Yeah. And, I mean, that brings... That, just, uh, uh, that reminds me of a quote of Isaac Asimov, which it, it says, the saddest aspect of life right now is that science gathers knowledge faster than um, society, like populations, gather wisdom <laughs> it is sad <sighs> well but it's not all bad no it's not that actually gives a good transition to the um journal club section of this podcast because i actually brought a paper in today from a group of researchers i i don't think i can pronounce the name i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, I think we'll we'll post the DOI on the yes. website anyway, so they can yeah. look up the name. I'm yeah, s- I... we're just sorry we can't pronounce it. Yes, really sorry. I, I don't would... want to offend it by 
yeah. pronounce it wrongly. I, yeah, I don't want to make a fool of myself or just insult the person who published it. But a paper on artificial intelligence-enabled rapid diagnosis of patients with COVID-19 was published in Nature Medicine, actually. So it's a good paper. And on the 19th of May of this year, and... It goes through the may so the paper describes how like the methodology and how they collected samples, but the storyline here is they thought of using neural networks mm-hmm. to diagnose COVID patients. So you would take a chest X-ray, and those images of chest X-ray would be fed through a trained network, which would then give the probability of uh, COVID nineteen. Or that probability sounds... of infection with COVID-19. Yeah, that, that, that sounds advanced. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, for that to be, um, you know, you need quite a lot of data to be able to train an accurate model. And see, like, because COVID-19 is, like, so, like, mm-hmm. dangerous. Is it, is it da- I wouldn't call it dangerous because it does, it's not deadly enough, but, like, it infects so many people. I don't think getting data is hard. No, but... There's no shortage of it. If any... Oh, Really, the downside of this paper is that it only has uh, 488 men and 417 women chest X-ray images. Really, that's not enough. Which is a small data set. That's very about. small data for for a neural network or even but any machine learning. They probably models. augmented the data set without actually mentioning it. So, of ways to augment data sets include rotating the images three ways. So you've got your normal rotation, which is zero degrees, and you do 90, 100. 80 and 270 degrees. Yeah, but... And then you can always do, like, all the little degrees in between. You can change the blur, the background noise. You can add some distortion to the image. Yeah, I know, but then it's not better. It's, like, preferably to have, like, a... Obviously, it's preferred to have quite a lot of data, especially for a network that's not been trained before if you do it from scratch. Yeah, it's, like, very, very new. Yeah, if you base it on networks that already exist... It might, based on something that exists, because I don't know, I can't tell which paper because I can't remember, but there are like research been doing the same thing, trying to detect mm. um, lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So I guess if they use that as a training set, like Probably. differentiate between a lung cancer chest x-ray and a COVID lung cancer chest well, x-ray. actually the paper tested many models. Um, I mean, I'm not going to through the detail of each model, but if you are interested for DOI is going to be in the description. I can read the paper and see what you think about it. Can yeah. post comment. We do exactly. Actually, the code, the source code for the, each model is available on GitHub if you want really? to. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's, um, I mean, I'm not going to pronounce who published it because... Yeah, I think it's but, not uh, in, the, yeah, in the paper itself or it would tell. There's a link in the yeah, paper, yes. so you can go and find it and see if you're interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now because people all about want to know about more about COVID. Um, also, um, machine learning is an increasing field at the moment. It is, yeah. I think almost every aspect of healthcare is trying to use machine learning, mm-hmm. which I find it really interesting things you not thought about. I mean, not just healthcare too. Like the way the um, the feed, our feed is tailored to each of us. That's a neural network. That is true, yeah. It's got a strong bias, to the being that it wants to keep us on the platform as long as possible, so it knows how to, you know, it changes the weight Taylor of each connections things, for yeah. us. So we've got a model for each of us. 
I thought I'm special, that I'm the only me. Well, yeah, that's why you've got a model for you. There'll be two me. No, there's a virtual you and a you you. Oh, I don't want a virtual me to exist. Well, you signed up for Facebook, so it's a bit late for that now. I know, I didn't know this. <laughs> Probably isn't a term of condition, terms and condition that Probably, no one reads. Yeah. And I just agree. Yeah, Click the, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Humanity's biggest lie. I've read and accepted terms and conditions. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and still is a legal binding thing, even though... I don't know how they make it legal, because... Because you accepted them. Yeah, but you didn't read it. Yeah, but you still accepted it. Even if you don't read, read a contract, but you still accept it. Just because it. you accept it and makes it legal yeah. binding. Uh, okay, that's that's cheeky. Well, really, it's a, it's our fault. We should have read the terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> but they make it so very annoyingly to read. Do you know, like, all these terms and conditions, they always have this special font, which is size, a little bit smaller, and then it's a bit greyish. It's never in a proper font that attract people to read it. It's not very attractive. There are reader modes available on major browsers, so you click on it and it just does the text alone. Really? Yeah. I never knew that, but never mind. <laughs> not that it would have helped you read the terms and conditions, <laughs> I'm sure, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just good to know. Yeah. But yeah, so the paper actually showed a... So they did a statistical analysis on the models, and... They didn't precise the p-value, but they reported the statistical significance of a p-value being below 0.05, which means they've got that's, a 95% accuracy. Yeah, that's very good. I mean, it would have for been best biology. for 0.001. But, yeah, but knowing biology or yeah. like health... Even machine learning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Getting a model that's that accurate. I know, it's funny because um, I used to have a friend, I mean, we used to have a friend, but he used to study math. And starts within the math department, and then you have the like a in course assessment or something got to do with biology, and then he found out that significant is zero point zero five. He was like, "That's not significant," but I have to tell him that because biology, nothing ever static. Like if you do simple, not simple math, math like how many balls in a in a crate, then it's always going to be the same. But if you count how many like you know molecules or um cells it wouldn't be as accurate i think mm -hmm. because well cell well, divides all the time by the time you yeah. turn one side it's a double so there's always variability anyway in biology, in biology yeah interesting things to de delve in yeah but that that's what surprised me the most when reading it is they've got 95 percent accuracy but they've only got 800 odd um samples yeah i mean they still so it's it still accurate. Yes, so the models they used must have been pre-trained models. Yeah, I think there must be a pre-trained model for them yeah. to develop or based on their new COVID research. And also it's fairly short um, turnaround time because if it's May 19. So if you think about the time it took to write the paper and publish it, we're thinking probably already April, they already finished it. So... Yeah, but genius some people can write it overnight. <laughs> yeah, but we know people can, can do that. Yes, <laughs> but usually it's not very good. No, yeah, that's true. But if you want it to be published, like in, in nature, nature form, yeah, it needs to be know, good. By the time you do all the corrections and stuff, it's probably even March by the time when they finish. So when we finished our first, well, when I finished my first project, <laughs> <laughs> they just finished whatever they were doing. Yeah. So I mean, to be fair, um, 
they were based in China, so they had the data a bit before we did. But yeah, still. since like, since such a nineteen, you have twenty d- data. Still, though, it's time you know you count you count the time to take the X rays to prepare the data set because you know that that's not easy to do. No, I'm still doing it. I'm <laughs> yeah. doing like I'm doing Same a MRI here. scan of X ray, and you have to adjust it so. It could be visible or quality is high enough. I know, yeah, we, <laughs> and not blurred. So yeah. spot here and there. <laughs> oh, the same for me because we have to go through like all the images and just delete the ones that are useless. So basically, it's just like blur because everything's moving in every direction possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you think about it, still, it's quite a quick turnaround time. I've mm-hmm. got a good model, and they trained it on different networks. So kudos on them. They did good work. Yeah, good effort. Yeah. Yeah, and that concludes the. The episode yeah it's interesting times mm-hmm. isn't it people yeah so i hope you guys enjoy um our podcast and yes. i hope you guys learn things from we will what put we the link to the paper and to the social dilemma website on the yeah. description so if you are interested in either a social media cleanse for example or just you know joining into the conversation mm-hmm. feel free to follow the links yeah um can comment on our Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, even on SoundCloud.com if you so like. Yeah, just um, let us know what you think. Yeah, and if you want to come in contact with us, there is always uh, email links available on our website, student-life-in-labs.co.uk. Yeah. And as always, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey!